there, you're welcome back to Kolavari Creativity Series, a podcast that's focused on exploring the world of creativity and innovation. My name is Zika and I facilitate this podcast. You're welcome to this special episode. Um, it's a special because from our recent interview with Paul Axel, two things were very, very, you know, interesting. And Aziz would like to shed more light on these two things. And that is why we came up with this special bonus episode. And those two issues are the flawed concept of the ideal employee and the issue of passion is it right to follow your passion i especially look forward to that second issue so we'll be starting with the first one the flawed concept of the ideal employee so before aziz tells us about that hi aziz how are you doing i'm fine okay so um why do businesses hold on to the concept of the ideal employee very interesting question but in short it's cheaper and it's easier. It requires less work. If you have one standard for everybody, you have to do less work. Mm. If you if you have several standards and you accept several standards, you have to do more work. So in the short term, it's cheaper and it's easier. That is why companies hold on to this idea of the ideal employee. However, if you look carefully across different areas, the most successful people do not always fit into the ideal profile yeah. accepted in those areas. Again, um, I will use football to explain this, and I found this very interesting. Um, just before the season started, Manchester United signed Lisandro Martinez of Ajax. And I read comments from a couple of Man U fans, and they complained that they felt he was short. He was 5 feet 9 inches. For a, central, for a central defender. Usually, people believe that central defender should be Taller. six feet and above. You know, so they felt he was, he, was, he was short. And I decided to do some of my own research just to find out if that is actually true. Um, so I decided to look at Italian football because people usually regard Italian football, Italians as the best defenders uh, because from history, they usually produce some of the best defenders. So I decided to look at Italian defenders over the last 30 to 4 years to find out uh, what the profile of the very good Italian defenders had been. You know, so, so that, that was what my research was, was based on. And I looked at over the last 30 to 40 years um, who pundits usually regard as the greatest Italian defenders. And five names came up. Um, you might not totally agree with me, but if you are, <clears throat> but if you are honest, you realize that these are some of the best defenders that have been produced by Italy over the last 30 to 40 years. Gentano Shire, Franco Baresi, Paolo Madini, Fabio Cannavaro, and Alexandro Nesta. Now, let's look at their heights. Shire was 5 foot 10. Franco Baresi was 5 foot 9. Paolo Madini was 6 feet 2. Fabio Cannavaro was 5 feet 9. Alexandro Nesta was 6 feet 2. So you really know about the height. Exactly. So 60% of the best defenders that have played for the country regarded as having the best defense have been 5 foot 10 or, or, or under. So two of them were 5 foot 9 inches. So from what we have, it does not seem to be true that you need to be 6 feet or taller to be a good defender. 
So this is like a typical example of what will happen in the workplace. But knowing this, why is this why is this still very hard for people to knowing this like the statistics? Yes. Why is it still hard? Why do people still assume that you know there has to be an ideal? People still need to fit into the ideal um, worker. Knowing this, because I'm sure a couple of people in, that love football would know this. Yeah. But if another time they need to pick a defender, the height might still be an issue. Yes. I mean, I, I think as humans, I think we might have become intellectually lazy. And this, mm. this, this is what I mean. There's a lot of information out there that people assume is true or right. But people do not question. question. They mm. just assume because people say those things they assume it's right okay um however i would like to pick an example pick one of these five defenders and just talk a bit about him i think it would also explain some of the reasons why people usually accept um these these things let's look at franco baresi um he initially tried tried to join inter milan they turned him down because they felt he was he was small it wasn't it wasn't just uh it wasn't only about the height but physically, he, he was not imposing. He wasn't. He didn't look physically very strong. So for that reason, they turned him down, and he joined AC Milan. AC Milan is the rival uh, club of Inter Milan in Milan, and the rest is history because Barisi turned out to be one of the best defenders in the world. Some regard him as the best defender ever. Now, just to contrast Barisi with uh, one of the best defenders right now in the world. Uh, Virgil van Dijk that plays for Liverpool. Virgil van Dijk is six feet four inches, it means he's seven inches taller than Barisi. Virgil van Dijk is weighs ninety two kilograms. Wow, twenty two kilograms heavier More. than Barisi was when he was playing. <laughs> wow, you understand? So yeah. if you really look at Barisi, he really didn't look like the typical, defender. like your ideal defender. So Inter Milan you know, might have been justified in rejecting him. However, Baresi is often regarded as one of the toughest tacklers that ever played the game of football. Several footballers often reference the force they felt when Baresi tackled them. I mean, this guy who was 5'9 and 70 kilograms. It wasn't as if he was very big. Gianfranco Zola said this. He said, after a game with Franco Baresi, your feet needed loads of ice <laughs> okay so despite being on the shorter side when it came to defense Barisi had it all he had strength he had speed he had jumping ability and he had stamina in summary for me there is no ideal profile i would advise people make best use of what you have mm, i think that's that's the line make best use because the issue is to defend yeah. what you need is strength speed like you said he has it so why why is his height an issue make best use of what you have hmm, thank you Aziz. so this question why do you think um those that might be naturally disadvantaged tend to do well against all the odds looking at i mean the example you just gave and other examples yeah um this is my view humans will naturally default to using what they have in an, in an attempt to succeed if you are a defender and you are six foot two inches, you have a height advantage. You will naturally use that. You will not try to find something else in defending. Now, if you are like Baresi and you are five foot nine inches, 
you are you are not tall. You cannot rely on your height for defending. You have to look for some other ingenious ways of achieving the same objective. Nobody will say because Barisi was five foot nine, they don't expect him to, you know, jump. You understand? So it's left for him to use other ways to also achieve the same objective. So my view is that people who seem naturally disadvantaged tend to find ingenious ways of also achieving that same task. And in Barresi's case, Barresi had a great jumping ability, especially in timing of his jumps. And it wasn't just Barresi. If a lot of those footballers who are not very tall, you find that they jump very well because they realize that your ability to jump is not just your height, but it's in the timing of your jump. That's what matters. But people who are naturally tall, you understand, never get to that stage where they find out that they have to time their jumps. So, so that's why somebody can be short, but be very good at jumping. Okay, that's one. Also, Barisi was superb at reading the game. It was in the rare occasion that he had to tackle you. So Barisi found ways of achieving the objective of a defender without having to tackle you and without having to jump by his reading of the game. In summary, I will say it again. There is no ideal profile. Make best use of what you have. I think, I, I mean, I can't summarize it better. There is no ideal profile. Make best use of what you have. Okay, so that we don't spend too much time, let's move on to the second issue. Um, Paul Axtell talked about the downside of following your passion during the episode of being remarkable so do you want to talk more about this yes i recently listened to an episode of work life one of my favorite podcasts by adam grant and he interviewed mark cuban you know mark cuban uh, has is a billionaire but he has a, a show he does it's called shark tank i think yeah, an interesting show um and mark cuban ranked follow your passion as the worst piece of career advice he ever received i'll say wow. it again <laughs> he ranked follow your passion as the worst piece of career advice he has ever received but he said something that got me thinking he said rather than follow your passion follow your efforts mm. and and it hit me when we say we are passionate about something we are most likely referring to an outcome or an activity However, for you to pursue something as a career, you must want to work towards becoming good at producing that thing, not consuming the thing, producing the thing. So, for example, I can say I'm passionate about football, but I am not interested, nor do I have the skills to pursue what it takes to become a footballer. So... Okay, that um, phrase, I'm still chewing on it because, I mean, what we've heard all our lives is follow your passion. And now you're saying follow your efforts yeah. rather than your passion. Do you think you want to actually explain what that means? I would repeat what Mark Cuban said. If you want to consider something to pursue, rather than follow your passion, follow your effort. What does this mean? What processes are you willing to put effort into to create something that is of value? That is what you should pursue. 
what processes are you willing to put effort to to create something that is of value that's what you pursue not the effort you put into consuming something that's leisure that's relaxing that's not that's not what you should follow as a career if you enjoy watching football you are consuming what is being produced it doesn't mean you should you should make that your career you are relaxing you are yeah, yeah, it's leisure. I mean, I watch football for leisure. Yeah. It does not mean I should follow football as path. a as a career path. Yeah. Now, I hear people say, "Oh, they are passionate about reading books." I think what they mean to say is that they like consuming books. <laughs> Other people have written. Mm. It does not translate to pursuing a career in writing books mm. or something similar, except. You are willing to invest time in producing something of quality out of your reading the books. Mm. If you can't produce something of quality out of reading the books, then following a career in writing or reading books is not something you should pursue. I'll use an example. I know someone who reads books and then creates summaries, summary notes out of reading those books and he sells those summary notes. So he didn't end in just reading the books. He created summary notes out of reading the books and he sells those. See, he has added value to reading and he can sell that. So that, so in that regard, it makes sense. I will use myself as, a, as an example again in the whole issue of football. I can say I'm passionate about football. <laughs> but when I look at the processes into becoming a footballer, <laughs> it doesn't fit me. <laughs> nor am I naturally drawn to them. However, I have always been curious about things and naturally spend time trying to know and find out why things happen. The same in football. I am naturally drawn to finding out why the things that take place on the football pitch happen. I spend time reading, researching about football patterns, about players, about coaches, their preferences, reasons behind their decisions on, on the pitch. It's the reason why I seem to have an example in football Every to explain time. people yes. and work examples. Mm. You understand? All the research and finding out effort is something that I'm willing to engage in. It does not bore me. I can spend hours and days just researching and synthesizing thoughts and concepts. I am willing to invest time and effort in reading articles you know it's it's something that i'm willing to put my effort into the entire podcast series is founded around this trust of my curiosity and my willingness to find out to find out why and provide simple examples so in summary even though i think i'm passionate about football I realize that my effort in football is not just about watching football. I am curious about why things happen. And I'm willing to put in effort into researching why things happen. And now and, you're giving and, us and value. Exactly. And I'm able yeah. to bring out value from that. Mm. And, that, and like I said, and that's why this whole creativity, this whole collaborative creativity series, it's on that trust that, that it's based on. So I can, I can pursue it as a career. Mm. Not the plane of football. football that yeah. I can put as a career because, mm. because my effort does not naturally gravitate towards towards that. Mm. I I hope there is some clarity yes, with regards to. Yes, I I think I feel like we should still this this should be a topic 
you know for an episode actually yeah, but we'll, we'll um, this, this has provided some form of light because this is something we've heard all our lives follow your passion yeah. and then now having this conversation i'm just thinking back and remembering a lot of situations and scenarios where people are struggling because you're stuck on that word you know i want to follow my passion but you're struggling but because it's something you feel like you enjoy doing they are not putting in any effort to yeah, produce value exactly. then it's not producing any you know there's no productivity out of it so thank you very much so for, in, in, okay. in, in summary you cannot make a career out, out of what you are not producing value from it's not it's not possible who's going to pay you for it nobody's going to pay you for, for for watching football nobody's going to pay you for for reading books except you can bring out value out of watching football or out of reading novel then, do not follow your passion mm, so now as this is not saying it's not good you shouldn't just follow your passion but if there cannot be any effort put into it to produce value yes. then i mean there's no point mm. thank you very much um I think I'll just use the two lines you 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 two lines from what you said when you were explaining to summarize. Um, the first one, there's no ideal profile. Just make best use of what you have. And the second one being follow your efforts rather than your passion. Very important. Um, thank you very much. Um, thank you very much. As always, this podcast is produced and edited by Joshua Praise, and the soundtrack is an original music by Justo Christos. The poster is designed by Faithful Larry and Joseph Okafo. Do have a creative week.